Limerick Today now on 46 1995. Now, uh, Fine Gael um, councillor Daniel Butler is uh, on the line uh, right now. Good morning to you, Daniel. Good morning, Joe. Now, Daniel, I saw um, you on social media, I think it was yesterday, and uh, you uh, were saying that, you know, rumours of Limerick moving into a higher level of restrictions, um, you know, are incorrect. Can you just talk us through your thoughts on that? Thanks, Joe. Um, yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of misinformation that's going out there that's been uh, spun around in social media um, in terms of level three lockdowns across the country. Uh, I know that the government had been talking about this and maybe they need to spread it to other counties. But like what I've certainly been seeing in Limerick is a real positive effort by Limerick people where we were we had figures in the high teens and now we're down to regularly under five uh, in terms of daily cases of COVID. So there's been a real effort of people. I think it's important to acknowledge that the people of Limerick acknowledge there was an issue and have acted. And we've seen the figures reduced accordingly. And every every figure has a context. So in Limerick, you know, you know, if you're 10 in Limerick, uh, um, and you compare that with 10 in Leitrim, the consequences for Leitrim as opposed to Limerick are very different because there's a different population base. Um, and with a bigger population base, obviously, the prevalence or the incidence rate that people often talk about, it's a, it's a measurement against the per 100,000 of population, gives you a sense of, of what level of saturation COVID has in your community. Uh, and with the, the, the size of Limerick, and we've been compared with, you know, the Louds of this world or the the Theophilies or the Longfords, with small, much smaller populations. They, they, when you see similar figures for them, it, it's much more dangerous for them than it is for us. And looking at the instant race, which gives us gives you that context, Limerick is roughly, we have roughly mid-table in that regard. So, you know, if you look at Dublin, has an instant race of 136 or 100,000. Limerick is down around around 45. And there's a big difference there in terms of what Lim- what Dublin needed to do in order to get to level three, to where we we are currently at. So I think there's a context to all of this, and I just right. I suppose I just want to urge caution with people because it's raising anxiety. People get very anxious over these kind of these kind of things. I just think we need to uh, just look at the facts, look at the information, and, but, and only go by trusted sources. Okay, but but why then was the Assistant Secretary General at the Department of the Taoiseach, Liz Canavan, at her media briefing yesterday? talking about those counties they're particularly concerned about and naming Limerick as one of those. Yeah, well, I suppose where we are, where there is a slight, slight of concern overall as, as a city and a county, I, you know, the prevalence rate is pretty, is, pretty, is pretty solid, it's pretty good. But there is areas of concern. So if we dip, if we dip down into the trends, Joe, particularly now there's a real concern in Limerick City North um, where there's an incident rate of 126, which is very, very significant. And then after that, Adair Raquel comes in uh, second of 101. After that, the incident rates throughout the city and the county are relatively healthy, you know, in terms of, in, in my own elected area here, Limerick City West, which is Raheen and Dewar Doyle and that kind of area, it's only 17.2, which is re- really quite low. But if you look at the city area, uh, the metropolitan area of, of Limerick, you know, the average is probably about 70. So there is cause for concern within the city, but overall the city and county are probably fairly, fairly Okay, yeah. but there are trends there that we need to need to acknowledge. Right. And what I suppose it says to us is that we need to double our efforts to reduce our social contact, to wear masks, to but, wash our hands. But, but the difficulty, masks. I mean, I, and I take a lot of what you're saying very much on board. We're talking to Councillor Daniel Butler of uh, Fine Gael. Um, 
And our own Ronan Moyles actually took us through some of those uh, figures by local electoral area in Limerick, and that's available on the HSE website, and you can uh, see that as well. But, I mean, as you pointed out yourself, the rate in Limerick City North from the 1st to the 14th of September was 126 Point eight per 100,000. You mentioned the Dairrath Keel, uh, the rate in the same period of time, 101 per 100,000. Now, if you look at Dublin City and County, the decision made to um, bring that to level three did not take into account that in one part of Dublin particularly, um, the rate was relatively low. I mean, they used the instrument of taking the entire city and county to level three. Is that not our difficulty? I mean, there are people listening this morning who don't know when they've crossed from the Adair-Rathkeel electoral area into the next one or from Limerick City North into the next one. It will be virtually impossible to do that on a local electoral area basis. Isn't it true that we are on the radar, whether we like it or not, and the, the chances are they will move us as a city and county to level three? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the drill down just gives us a sense here locally, locally where where the, where we have prevalence. But again, Joe, if you are just looking at compared to Dublin and where they didn't drill down, they looked at the overall city and county. Their prevalence rate is 136. Ours is 45. So there's a very significant difference when you look at the overall picture between both Limerick and Dublin. Um, but, 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 but I suppose the question then is, and it's a serious question. I mean, you you are a Fine Gael councillor. I yeah. mean, we had a Fine Gael minister on here yesterday. Um, uh, in Patrick O'Donovan, making it very clear how uh, serious the situation was and how people had to do everything they can. And you've said that as well today. Why then is there not clear separation? Why are we not being told, not by rumour, rumours are are an easy thing to point to and there are rumours going around social media, I totally accept that. But why are we not being told officially by the Acting Chief Medical Officer, Ronan Glynn, by Liz Canavan and by others at the top of government, Limerick is not in the same category as some of the other seven counties that we keep talking about. I suppose, Joe, because we can't really be making comments, I suppose, from a day-to-day. I mean, oh, why, uh, come on now, Dan. What, what, I mean, why, why can't they do that? We, we're sorry, hang on a minute now. We are there for them. Anyone can come on here. If the Taoiseach wants to contact us and come on the air here on Limerick today, no problem whatsoever, the Taunished or anyone else. We're, we're an open forum for that and we're trying to be as responsible as we can. But the idea that they can't take the time out to go, actually Limerick, while you need to be careful, you're on the road to improvement. But they're not doing that. They're not saying that. Yeah, but I suppose the interest meets uh, and makes recommendation on a weekly basis. And that happens on a Thursday, Joe. If we, we can't be, be jumping the gun on a daily basis. It has to be done on a week-by-week basis if we follow the recommendations that benefit and we follow trends, which is why I suppose I've been trying to, I suppose, encourage people to look at the incidence rate, the overall trends that Limerick is showing. So, and that gives us a more accurate figure of where we're at. If we look at an isolated day, it doesn't give, give us an accurate figure. And that's why, I suppose, recommendations are only happening on a week-to-week basis because we can't be that reactionary. We have to take a look at the incident rate. And then we also then, government then has to make a decision based on the societal impacts, on the business impacts that any movement between levels causes. So there's a lot to be considered, Joe. And in the interim, unfortunately, there will be speculation and there will be comments. And we have different... And I think, you know, communications uh, of this government, you know, I think we'll all agree, has not been great. There has been a slight improvement of recently. But it's not helpful when you have this kind of coming out from the Taoiseach's department uh, mentioning Limerick 
uh, and other departments not mentioning Limerick at all. Uh, and there's no consistency. So, you know, again, I, I would be quite critical and I would agree with the general criticism that communication has been poor. But that's why I'm trying to pull people back and just make us realise that there's a, 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 right. a, a clear picture out there. If you, if you take yeah. a step back, Okay, Councillor Daniel Butler talking to us at Finnegan. I mean, you make, you make a very interesting point there about uh, all of the different things that have to be looked at in the context of these decisions. And have you not put your finger on another very significant issue? I mean, for example, one of the papers today says thousands of new beds and hundreds of new staff to fill vacant posts are the minimum need to, needed to handle the forthcoming winter in Irish hospitals. Healthcare professionals have warned. Uh, the INMO uh, General Secretary, Phil Nehe, uh, saying social distancing is not possible with trolleys lying, lining corridors and uh, it can't be the case this winter. The truth is we had 80 people without a bed at one point in uh, University Hospital Limerick in Duradoya last week. Is that not another factor for Limerick, whether we like it or not? Do we have the capacity even that other parts of Ireland have when it comes to dealing with COVID-19 cases? Absolutely, and, the, and these are all things that I'm sure government are considering, and it is a reality. The only hope, Joe, is you know listening again to experts, and you know I'm just repeating back information from people that are far more intelligent and more qualified than me. But the you know I know that some of the people here looking into the public health, what they're hoping for is obviously with the precautions that people are taking in relation to COVID, that that also will have a, a, an impact in a reduction of uh, serious cases of flu as we head into flu season that between with those measures, it'll actually help us a small bit. But these are all, the, I suppose, the factors that you hit the nail on the head there. You know, we look at our hospital capacity. Um, the head of the HSC, Paul Reed, last night, um, highlighted that over the last four weeks, we've seen a double, doubling in emissions in terms of COVID in the ITU across the country. And that in possibly in the next four weeks, we could see a further doubling. And with, with that, we've seen a decrease in our capacity in our ICU beds. And, and that has an impact in terms of other illnesses that people may be suffering with that require ICU. So these are the pictures, these are the overall pictures that the, that the, these experts are looking at. And if we start reacting, Joe, to the, the daily figures and, you know, the, the, uh, you know, people mentioning Limerick or not mentioning Limerick, it's going to cause unnecessary anxiety. Yeah, and, and, and I do, I do, I do take that on board. I really do, Daniel. And you know, it's something we've tried to be as responsible as we can over the last six months in what we're doing and trying to stick, in so far as it's possible, to the evidence um, and the facts. And believe me, as a, a, a business as well here in Limerick, Live ninety five is exposed to this as anyone else. And the last thing we want are even the current restrictions we're in. Not to mention the idea of moving to level three. But I have a final question for you now, and we will talk to you about this again. Um, would it surprise you if later in the week an announcement is made and it includes Limerick among the other counties moving to level three? Or do you think it'll be more nuanced than that and Limerick will be given more time? It's hard to know, Joe. Um, I suppose we'll just wait for Thursday and I'd hate to speculate. But, you know, from what I'm seeing anyway, I've seen a very positive effort from the people of Limerick. I've seen the daily figures reduce. I see our trend heading in the right direction. And we need, to, obviously, our, our ideas to get down to zero cases a day. And I think that's all we can concentrate on. You know, these other decisions are for other people. But I just need for people to focus on the fact that we are heading in the right direction, that by continuing to uh, adhere to the guidelines, wash our hands, maintain physical distancing, reduce our social contacts. And then that's the most important one right now, is our social contacts. We need to nearly have our social contacts to ensure that we stay where we are. And, you know, these 
you know, we can focus on ICU beds and we can focus on figures, but what we need to, we, people keep forgetting about is that we've removed the level three. That means business closures. That means the livelihoods of the people that own those businesses. We're talking about the employees that are earning a wage. It has serious consequences. Dublin closure has had serious consequences on Limerick because there's people that have booked into the hotels and the restaurants here that can't travel this weekend or next weekend or the week after, weekend after. And that's having serious uh, economic and social consequences for the people of Limerick. Yeah. Okay. We're All right. Together, let's continue to focus on what we can do on a daily basis to ensure that we stay safe and keep our numbers down and keep our business open. And that's where our focus and energy okay. needs to be. All right. Listen, good to talk to you as always. Thank you very much for your time uh, this morning. That is uh, Fine Gael Councillor Daniel Butler. With lots more to come this morning. Call Limerick today now on 461995.